I have a few names I want to remember. Good Please. evening, everyone, and welcome to the um, Sunday. This is a special Sunday edition of The Way with Anoa. Um, you usually don't see me until Tuesday night. I know it's 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 a little unexpected. Oh, oops, sorry. I have my I have the YouTube open. <laughs> I usually do not control this myself. I usually have David Grossman or someone else to help me run the controls. But since it's Sunday and this is kind of you know off the fly, off the cuff. But I'm just so honored because I get to chat with tonight the amazing, the wonderful, the, the, the very strong and inspiring Portia Bolger from Ohio. Portia, um, you may have seen Portia this week. She was an Ohio delegate uh, uh, for Bernie Sanders. Portia has been involved with, I mean, so much from uh, doing activism around the ERA, of course, obviously organizing and doing grassroots work and support around um, Senator Bernie Sanders' campaign the past 15 months. Um, she has been an active and avid supporter of former Ohio State Senator Nina Turner. Um, you may have seen Portia's video, very, very passionate this week, um, live from, from Philly about just kind of what the feeling was. And so that's why I'm really honored to have Portia here. Portia and I first worked together with Women for Bernie. Um, and I'm, you know, we're going to talk a little bit just tonight about kind of doing a recap of this week, doing a recap of the movement, the work still to come forward and kind of you know, just some other tidbits and takeaways. Um, you know, this has been a momentous historic occasion. We have now had our our first uh, woman to be the, the nominee of a major party in the United States. We've had many women achieve um, great political feats ahead of this, so that that is not to diminish or take away from anyone else. But I, I really appreciate Portia's um, voice and context for this discussion as we continue to move forward. So I'd like to welcome Portia to join me this evening. Portia, how are you? Oh, wait, I muted you. Hold on for one second. Oh, Portia, just un you just have to un just unmute yourself at the bottom. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm burning the show. Just click on the microphone on your um, on your profile down there. So while we're trying, I'm trying to get, uh, I muted her and now we're trying to get her unmuted, but. I found it. Can you hear There me you now? go. Yay, Portia. Hi, how are you this evening? I'm doing great. Thank you for ha having me, Anoa. You're such a special person and I'm so excited to be able to talk, to be, to be with you live right after the convention. Well, I'm very honored that you're willing. I know it's like, I can only imagine, you know, from watching, have, I was sick all week, but from watching the coverage and stuff, watching everything, following your feed, following several other people's feeds, I can only imagine how emotional, good and bad, you know, getting to come together with so many wonderful people, but also some of the other things that occurred. So I'm just thankful that you were able to rest some and that you were here to talk to me this evening. Um, so just, I just want to start, just kind of just give me some of this, just lay the scene, like like arriving, kind of just getting there. I mean, going in, we, we kind of knew it was going to be a challenge going into the convention, but just how did you feel just initially before, you know, the actual speeches and stuff began on Monday? Well, if I could back up to Friday. Yes, I, go ahead. Certainly. 
Philly on Friday because I wanted to attend the People's Convention. It's a very oh, historical uh, event that took place in our country. And so I went there. I had the pleasure of hearing Nina one more time speak to us. It was so powerful and it was in a historic place. Mm -hmm. Quakers have moved our, our country forward for many, many, many years. And you know, the Quakers believe that women should have equality. So right. it was a real special time for me. And then, um, so moving on to the convention, how did I feel? Um, I felt as though it was going to be a mixture of things, filled mm -hmm. with enormous emotion. But I also knew that I could count on all the people that support Bernie to stay nonviolent. Right. And I know how matter how 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 sad it got, how horrific it would be in terms of watching our Bernie not get the nomination. That right. We, that we would uh, share our love and our peace and that we would draw strength from it. We're all in mourning. I mean, my God, you know, this is, a, this is a very hard thing to take. It's not just about losing a race. It's about this horrific attack on our democracy. It's about people who I hold in the highest esteem, such as Nina Turner, being attacked. And so as I thought about it, I just tried to prepare myself to take whatever came and be as graceful as I could. Now, this video that went viral, uh, a lot of people like it. Uh, 11.5 million people have looked at it. Oh, wow. <laughs> people liked it and how many were just looking out of curiosity. I don't know, but you saw me in raw, truthful anger, folks. But I don't always just use the F word to get my message across. It's so much more than that, everyone. It's so much more. And we all have our own style. And uh, sometimes I let her rip and you saw mm -hmm. me. But I would like to say one thing. Why is it wrong for a white haired woman to say fuck? <laughs> that question, why is it such a sensation? I grew up on the east side of Chillicothe in Ross County, Ohio, a poor white Appalachian child. Mm -hmm. I really think we did was learn how to cuss. What the heck is wrong with it? Is this more Christian oppression? Just food for thought. <laughs> I think for some people, they have these notions of people once they get older. Um, and, and I think it's just, it's, 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 I think we stereotype people to some extent, right? You, you, you know, you look like just a cute grandma. Like I, I honestly, the first time we talked, I think on the phone and you just all the fire and smoke and you started talking about, like I had seen the picture of you, but I guess like, you know, there, there's, there's just like, it really is like an iconic picture of Portia. Portia, I mean, I'll let you tell your story about your days, um, you know, in the union in Ohio. 
but but there's this picture of young Portia and like so I saw that I'm like okay but the, to hear Portia talk I mean the fire and stuff that comes out of you same thing when I finally met Jenny Siri you know shout out to Jenny Siri I'm um, one of the founders of Women for Bernie you know it's Jenny just has she seems to just you know you guys are like the sweetest and nicest people I've met but then there's this like fire and this it's like it's almost like mama 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 bears and their cubs type of thing right like you don't mess you you don't mess with the family you don't mess with my cubs and that fire just comes out of you guys and it's just like whoa so i think with that video and maybe you can talk a little bit about just like what had kind of led up to like what 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 like what prompted that like i know you don't hold back any punches when you talk but like kind of just like okay so Things have been going on. Like, how was it? Like, let's just step back a little bit. Like, okay, you get to the convention, you know, it's credentials. Like, how was the process? I've, I've heard different things from different people who were there. You're the first delegate that I've actually got. Well, the second delegate, because my friend um, Yamina is a California delegate. And so we talked a lot while she was there as well. So for you, you know, with the Ohio delegation, how was it the process from, like, just being in, like, getting credentialed, you know, being there, well, for me, I really want to give a shout out to two people, and that is the Ohio Democratic Chair, David Pepper, and the guy that really keeps the, the wheels running at the Ohio mm -hmm. Democratic Party, which is Bill DeMora. They, know, nice. they knew about that video. They okay. They shame me. They did not threaten me. I was treated well. And I know that may, well, I don't know anything, but my best guess is that it was maybe a little bit hard. I know right now that there are people in Ross County, Ohio, plotting to try to get me thrown off the executive mm -hmm. committee of Ross County Democratic Party. And this is what I want to say to those people. Bring it on. Bring it on because I have stood tall for the Democrats. I will continue to stand tall for Democrats that support my issues and the issues that are important to the people I love and also to the people in my community, my, my state, my country, and my world. So bring it on, folks. Let's right. I'll take it public. I'm not afraid of any of you. I stand on my principles and you will not bully me. Our local chair of the Ross County Democratic Party, Dustin Prohl, is an amazing man. He's fair, he's honorable, and he stood neutral throughout this entire party. He followed the Democratic Charter. He followed our bylaws. And so did David Pepper. So anybody that thinks that I have betrayed the Democratic Party just really okay. culture. No way. Oh wait, no. Portia. Oh, there you go. Okay. Vote or when to vote or who to support. That is my own personal sacred right. Right. Exactly. So exactly. This. I personally was not bullied by any Hillary supporter. Okay. In, if I could share quickly, one wonderful woman, and I'm so sorry that I can't speak her name. She was a delegate from, from Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be standing there uh, beside her with my daughter, Tammy, and we were getting ready to get on a bus. 
and we were having a little bit of a conversation and um, she knew I was a Bernie supporter. I knew she was a Hillary supporter. Mm -hmm. And I have extended goodwill to every Hillary supporter that I have had an opportunity to have conversation with. And she offered up a guest pass to my daughter so she could get on the convention floor. That's nice. what in the Democratic Party. So people are coming on my Facebook wall. They're saying I'm a traitor. They're saying I'm this. They're saying I'm that. But what I want to understand, Noah, is that I want to save our party. Okay. I want the DNC to clean house. These folks at the top who have allowed, participated in, or turned their eyes away from this culture of blame, this culture of corruption, this culture of that we know now is absolutely true through the WikiLeaks emails. These folks were plotting against Bernie and trying to demonize him. Just okay. like Trump did. Right. A Come on, we got a clean house. We got to get people like Nina Turner. We got to get people like Ben Jealous, like Keith Ellison, like Tulsi at the top at the executive level, at the office level, so that we can save our party. You cannot trust, you cannot believe in and fight for something you don't trust. So we really need, I hope, I can't tell anybody they need to do anything, but I hope with all my heart that people will focus on the fact that we can save this party. Now I know there's a lot of people, right. I respect them with all my heart, but I'm a Democrat. I've been working. I put blood, sweat, and tears and a lot of skin in this game. And I want to save my party. But they have Okay, to wait one second, Portia. I'm like, I'm you're losing you. Oh, wait, no. you're going in and out a little bit. No, no, no. You're going in and about and what you're saying is very, very important. So I want to make sure we get all this. If you just look at the top, like where the microphone was at, there's like a little area with the little bars. It looks like internet bars. It doesn't show up on my uh is it, I, I'm on many iPads. You're on a tablet. Is there a settings like a little? Um, is there like a little? Was it like a asterisk looking settings? No. Sorry. See, everybody. Usually, I have producers. This is what happens when Noah just tries to do it on her own. I'm learning technology. I'm helping my guests learn technology as we're going along because you know this is how we do it here at the way with Noah. But if you just look, there should be like a little settings. Um, little like a little asterisk like a little toolbar or something pops up not a darn thing the only thing i can do is switch that camera so it'll show you uh my backyard <laughs> or me my side yard <laughs> well i just you're going in and out and you what you're saying is very important very important can you hear me now better if i sit closer to my mini pad oh now you froze oh there you go can you hear me better now So, as I wait for Portia, as we're, we're trying to get the stream going, going a little bit better. Oh, there you go. So, one of the things that we, we've talked about um, often has been, um, I know Portia shared the story with me before. Uh, there was a, she went to a, a, I think when you were first getting involved, right, with the Democratic Party, um, you went to a meeting, or maybe it wasn't the Democratic Party, maybe it was another organization. You were going to a meeting about how to do outreach and engagement with women of color. 
and there were no women of color in the room to actually oh, that, talk about this issue? That was back in the 80s, and it was my okay. first experience attending a statewide NOW conference. NOW, now. okay, that's what it was, it was NOW. Okay. So, as a woman who, a young woman at that time, actually, about 25, 26, I wanted to learn more about women of color. I come from Ross County. The population of my county is about maybe 75,000, maybe less than that, but somewhere in that area. And there's only about 7% people of color in my county. In Chillicothe, which is the county seat, there's about 7 mm -hmm. So I really want, as being, from being a tradeswoman and knowing the extreme importance of sisterhood, I wanted to right. how I could be sisters with anybody, whether, whether they were lesbians or women of color or whoever. I wanted to join arms with my sisters in the trade. So I attended the workshop and I walk in and what do I see? white women on a panel that's supposed to teach me about women for color. So I raise my hand. I say, why are there only white women here? How can mm -hmm. you teach about it? And back then it was black women, you know, that, and right. the, uh, the way you were supposed to speak about it. And they looked at me like I was out of my damn mind. I was disgusted. We're talking about back in 1983, 84, whatever okay. year. And so it just disgusted me. And I have been seeing this repeated and repeated and repeated. And please, everybody, don't forget that Ida B. Wells was expected to march at the back of the parade for the suffrage. Mm -hmm. But because she had a strong backbone, she was like, I'm taking my proper place. Remember, right. remember Rosa Parks was supposed to sit at the back of the bus. So we got a long way to go within the Democratic Party coming right fast forwarding to Nina Turner. Yeah. owes Nina Turner an apology for her extreme disrespect. This underscores the problem one of the serious problems that we have in the Democratic Party nationwide. There is a absolute sense of white privilege and I'm sick of it. I am sick of it. I've got people blasting me all over the place, but I am going to mm -hmm. speak power. And if this party wants to be strong, we have just like when back in the eighties, we have to join arms. We have to stand tall with each other. We have to invite, invite the voices in, and we have to put leadership at the table. Across Ohio, we have 88 counties. Mm -hmm. Three, three out of 88 people of color who are chairs at the local county level. Don't tell me we don't have a serious problem. Dustin, right. Paul, who is my county chair, is addressing this issue. He's for real. I believe strongly that David Pepper in Ohio will address this issue. However, David Pepper is not the boss of the local Democratic Party groups. 
we have All got right, there you go again. the truth. We've got to stop this. We've got to stop it. Nina Turner is a highly respected woman. She is known nationwide. She is now known worldwide. Hillary Clinton owes her an apology. And here's my message. No apology, no unity. Apology mm. to Nina. And I've heard people poo already poo-pooing it. Oh, you've got to get over it. Stop your whining. And some of them are from people of color. So that shows, that really, really underscores the problem that we have with institutionalized racism. So we got a long fight ahead of us, but if Hillary Clinton wants people to even consider, okay, I'm not asking anybody to vote for Hillary. I am begging people not to vote for Donald Trump, but I am not asking anybody I don't have that right. But what mm -hmm. I do have is stand up for my party and help it grow and help it become a really huge umbrella. You can't say the words, you've got to walk the talk. So it's time for the chairs across Ohio. We need Ohio, okay? Right. What are they going to do? Are they going to take this call to action? We'll see. But all those people at the top that were a part of that culture that Debbie Wasserman Schultz vetted have got to go. So just thinking a little bit, just, just to step back a little bit to what we were just talking about with Nina Turner and what happened there at the convention. You know, I I surmise, and this is just my assumption, and this is to everyone out there, this is not because I have any actual like definitive information or answer, but it just seemed like everyone who was able to take the stage um, Nina, 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 Nina speaks, she talks about a heart and soul agreement and she does not mince words. She does not bite her tongue to appease anyone. She speaks straight from the heart, straight from her soul. And that I, I assumed that that would, that there was a concern that straight from the heart, from the soul might not necessarily be a, as rah-rah as everyone else, because some of the speeches I really felt during the convention were too over the top, uh, like I just felt like people were overselling. Like I love Michelle Obama, I really do, but I really felt that her her speech, I had, I had various issues with her speech. Um, I'm not really in favor of all the booing. <laughs> so I did tell people Tuesday night not to boo Flotus because I love Flotus, but, or Monday night it was. But but what I, I really just felt that there were some aspects of her speech, I just really felt like she was overselling and giving Hillary Clinton like above and beyond um, you know, praise for things that it just was kind of ridiculous, particularly in, in the idea that, you know, somehow the fact that Hillary Clinton is achieving what she's achieving will give her daughters this idea that they can do anything when their mother and father have already achieved and accomplished so much. There's so many wonderful people, you know, already. It just it just seemed like over over both. And, and, and Nina, Nina does not, Nina tells it like it is. You know, I've, I've been on when Ben has interviewed her, uh, I think it's like two or three times now, and Nina just shoots it straight from the hip. And so I was very disappointed that Nina's voice, that voices of the party were not represented, right? Like, yes, we have a nominee for the party, but at the same time, there are many voices, and we are not all just one, uh, you know, robotic, you know, monolith. And that's something that we claim to celebrate diversity, but there did not really seem to be a true diversity of ideas and voices on that stage in some ways. 
And by silencing Nina, you really did have a silencing of a large segment of us, particularly when we talk about women of color, right? You know, um, we think about the, the, the legacy of Shirley Chisholm and, and you know, being unbossed and unbothered and unbought. And, and Nina is definitely in that vein and, and to silence her. And the way they did it, you know, I, again, everyone don't know exactly. We still don't have, I saw an interview with Nina, we still don't have an actual answer to what happened. But like the way it was done, you know, it's like, okay, Bernie reaches out to Nina, really wants her to be there, really wants her to do this. She goes to do it. And then suddenly she doesn't get to go on stage. That's, I can tell you what happened. That's um, rude. It's beyond rude. It's disrespectful. Um, there was an agreement between Hillary's campaign and Bernie's campaign that Tulsi and Nina would put Bernie's name on the floor for the roll call vote. This was an agreement. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and also, everyone, please remember that Tulsi or Nina have not endorsed Hillary. Right. And okay. Right. Tulsi gets to go on the stage and do it, but Nina doesn't. So Nina's there. She walked right by me. I'm in the Ohio delegation. She walks by right by me. She goes down to the microphone with um, our chair, David Pepper, and all of a sudden she's gone. Everybody's looking around. Where's Nina? Where's Nina? What happened? What happened? And at that point, we didn't know, but I found out later that Bernie called Nina and asked him to come to her. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to tell her on the phone. Mm -hmm. That's what a gentleman he is. So she went to him and he told her they're not going to let you. Now I know Nina Turner and I know that she is a woman of honor and her job that night was to put Bernie's name on the floor. She would have revved up the crowd. Right. She would not have tried to turn anybody against Hillary. That's not how Nina Turner rolls. So for them at the last minute to renege on the only black woman's voice, one of, I believe that Nina's been the top surrogate because we see her so much on, on the news. Now, right. Away from anybody else because everybody's worked real hard. But to take away the only black voice, I see it as absolute white oppression. Uh, and the first thing that came to my mind was, you did not heal. So therefore, we will embarrass you, not only in front of Ohio, not only in front of the country, but in the whole world. That is my strong belief going back to what I said about the Democratic Party has a lot of work to do. And they smacked down Nina. They smacked her down. She had a right to be on that stage. She had a right. She earned it with her blood and her sweat and her tears traveling all over this country to help Bernie. Mm -hmm. That's not about unity. Well, so and inspiring and inspiring a new generation of potential leaders and Democrats and voters. Like, I mean, like she's definitely an asset. She's someone that you would want to make sure that you were lifting up and supporting. What bothers me so much, she was because I wondered why. 
I wonder why she didn't, you know, when, you, when you're watching the speeches, when you're watching things happen, you're wondering why she's not there, right? Um, when you're looking at it, you know, watching the streams, watching it on TV. So to find out afterwards that she was supposed to and wasn't permitted, and then you find out that she was originally, there was an agreement that she that she would, then at the last minute it changed. That just makes it even more bizarro. But the way people are willing to excuse the behavior of the Clinton campaign, I understand that people are like, we can't let Donald Trump win. I, I understand it. But at the same time, just because we once again have an election where it's really important, supposedly that we have to let the Democrats because the world, the sky might fall in otherwise, you know, and I'm not making light of that position, but at the same time, we can't just keep excusing bad behavior because we feel like we have a moral imperative for our quote unquote side to win. We have to be able to still hold people accountable for things that they do. And just because Nina Turner decided to stand strong and have her own mind, like I've, I follow her on social media. I've watched, she's been under attack by so many people who consider themselves like, you know, traditional establishment Democrats. And it's, it's bothersome because she followed her voice. She talks about a heart and soul agreement. She followed her conscience. She listened and she learned and she made a conscientious decision. She made an informed decision to support Senator Sanders. And she continues to make an informed decision in everything she does. And I'm so honored to have someone like her. I mean, I definitely consider her as a role model now, right? Because she does, she speaks and she is so positive. This was such a negative experience. And she's still so positive. She hasn't been negative or, or, or she hasn't attacked or dragged anyone. And it's just like that continues. She just continues to rise and be that much more valuable for me. Like the other thing I was just thinking, I think I mentioned this to you earlier when we talked, was that earlier, was it earlier on Monday, I think it was, there was like a woman of color, like there was a luncheon or there was a panel and she spoke. She was on the panel, Lucy Flores, other people were there. And one of the things she was talking about was the unity of sisterhood and how as women, particularly when we're talking about women of color, women in general, and, 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 and even though we do have certain powerful women, we do have certain notable women senators, and now we have Hillary Clinton at the top of the nomination, you still have a lack of support for women across the board in a lot of positions, you know? And then we talk about women of color, people of color, but also women of color in particular, you have a lack of support, a lack of encouragement, a lack of mentorship. And she was talking about how um, I mean, because if you guys ever see, I mean, all of you guys have seen Nina speak at this point. Nina will, I mean, when we were at the People's Summit, for example, Nina had people crying. People were on there. I mean, it was like, you know, Nina had people in tears when she was speaking because she just evokes something so deep within you. Um, she probably was a, a, a fierce preacher or something in a past life because she really has it. Just It just, it just makes you want to be a better person just listening to her. Um, and that was what was kind of what, what struck me so hard when the story came out that she had been denied the right to take the stage, right? And we had so many voices on that stage. And, and for her voice, which has been such a powerful voice, for someone like me who's never really thought there was a possibility because I don't have a traditional path to be even involved in this world, you know, she gives us motivation in so many different ways and for so many people. And, and she has supported so many people, even though their politics may be, you know, different than different candidates. And to see people not support her, it was it was disconcerting. I think it was just vicious. It was just absolutely vicious. And Hillary Clinton owes Nina's apology, a public apology, not through some email, not through some person in her campaign. If Hillary Clinton wants to take Ohio, and we all know she needs, she must, she must make a public apology to Nina Turner. Mm. 
If Hillary Clinton wants unity, she must demand that the DNC clean house. She must do these things. She just must. Or else the people in Ohio in particularly who love and trust Nina Turner, it's not going to be good. Nina Turner, when she ran for Secretary of State in 2014, mm-hmm. statewide ticket. Mm-hmm. She received donations from every state in America. This woman mm-hmm. known. And for the Hillary Clinton campaign to smack her down like that, yeah, she's got to take care of that problem. She's mm-hmm. got to take care of so so what do you think what do you think though like as we're as we're moving forward as we're looking forward to the next three little over three months right until election day you know um when we look at like like sanders sanders nation for to lack of a better term right you know the bernie the bernie group our 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 you know grouping um you know it's definitely split we're definitely fragmented in terms of there is the group that's like okay you know, we do need it. We're Democrats. We need to do what we need to do. Damn unity. But we're still going to try and make things work from within the side of the system. Then you have the other group that's, you know, dim exit. Forget it. We're done with the Democrats. Either I'm a lifelong Democrat and I'm done or I was an independent and I became Democrat because of Bernie and now I'm done. And some are going Jill Stein. Some are just undecided. Some are not going to participate in terms of voting for POTUS at all. In terms of moving forward, right, as we're talking about this progressive movement that has basically built on other several movements that have been going on already um, and, and really, you know, recreating the Democratic Party in a more equitable, you know, image, what what needs to take place? What do we need to be doing going forward, you know, as because I, cause I listen to you say, you know, I'm a Democrat. This is important. This needs to be cleaned up. So what needs to be happen? What needs to happen? What should people be doing to make sure that, you know, it does get cleaned up, that there is more representation and opportunity for people to be involved and have a voice? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, Noah, is put your message out on social media. Tag Hillary Clinton. Be respectful. This killery, mm. all these horrible words. It's a nightmare, and it doesn't get anybody anywhere, okay? So be respectful. This woman has accomplished a lot in her life. By the way, I voted for Hillary Clinton in 2008 against Obama in the primary. We do not get anywhere in this world or in our own lone neighborhoods by being mean. We need mm-hmm. to be respectful. We need to tell her what we want in a respectful way and drive it home call the DNC, do letter campaigns, do anything that you in your own community has the ability to do. We all have different resources. We all have different amounts of time, but get your message out. If you believe that Nina Turner has been severely disrespected, get it out there. Get it out there through social media. Everybody can write a letter. Right. Mail, mail, okay? And think about what Dr. Alice Paul achieved by getting the, the, the 19th Amendment ratified. They used telegraph and they used snail mail. And then thereafter, what'd she do? She authored the Equal Rights Amendment 100 years later. We don't have it. Mm-hmm. But that's 
spend her entire life for it. And just very quickly, if I could interject, the Equal Rights Amendment was in, is in Bernie's platform. It is not in Hillary's. So there's another thing that women can do and men who love them. Push her respectfully, but push, demand that she speak to the Equal Rights Amendment. I think pay equity is important, but guess what? Pay equity laws are at the whim of Congress. They can pass them, they can take them away. Once the Equal Amendment is ratified, that means automatic pay equity for women. We mm -hmm. push Hillary Clinton to say the words and to promise us to put her eyes in that camera and say, I promise you that I will use the weight of the presidency to do everything I can to get this arbitrary deadline removed and to get three more states ratified. Then guess what happens? All the women across our country will start getting their whole damn dollar. That's just one thing. Our women who go to, go to war to fight for our freedom, they come back and they're not equal. So mm. we deal with the whims of Congress. We've been waiting a hundred years on this. And with all due respect, I have been waiting and waiting and waiting for eight very long years to hear President Obama and Mrs. Obama speak to the Equal Rights Amendment. What's going on that we haven't heard these words and promises? I know, I know I have a very good sense. It's corporate power in America. The Koch brothers funded Phyllis Shafley. A lot of mm -hmm. folks don't know that. The Koch brothers don't want the Equal Rights Amendment passed and neither do the Walmart family and all of these other very wealthy people that own the corporations because they don't want us to be paid equal. So we have to be respectful, but we have to push and push and push and push. And when the trolls come after you, ignore them. Let yeah. them talk. Let them talk. Yeah. Really violent, let them talk. Because then we see the whole, the whole picture of how people are feeling in America. But that's how I believe strongly. I do want to tell you, you know, you were asking me about the convention and I was severely bullied by the press. It just- Really? Okay. Physically and verbally. I happened to be at the right time at the right moment. I had no idea that where I was standing on Tuesday night was directly across from the seats where Bernie and Jane would be seated once they joined the Vermont delegation. Mm -hmm. okay. Vermont were next to each other. Okay. A woman from ABC News come up to me and demand and tell me that I had to move. I didn't know what was going on at that point. Right. Over an hour, this woman badgered me. To the point where I had to say, you have to get out of my space. Because she was up here. This is mine. You know. Right, 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 right. Then her, the lead for that team was right on the rail where I was on the opposite side. He leaned his whole back, the weight of his whole upper body on my right shoulder. 
and I know why he was doing it. He wanted me to move. He wanted to make me physically uncomfortable, so I'd move. And I planted my damn feet, and I wasn't moving one inch. And I took that for 15 minutes or more. After five or six times of telling him to please stop leaning on me, I took my hands and I moved him. Because I knew if I did this, I'd get, yeah. I'd get violence. So right. I moved. And then he turned around with that shit-eating look that boys always get like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were there. Well, that man did know I was there because we had had several conversations, just short conversations prior. So these people got physical with me. They were in my face because they wanted that key spot. I reached out and touched Bernie when he walked by. I doubt very much. I know he couldn't have heard me. I know he couldn't have seen me. I, right. hope, he, I hope he felt my love because I just told him, we love you, Bernie. But for that to happen is just like a wow, a big wow moment. And I, I've seen a couple pictures of uh, those of us were standing there. We were heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We action stolen from us, folks. And it, it, it is it is going to be a continue, like a continue, like now we move forward. You know, Bernie has launched for everyone who, who isn't aware. I'm sure everyone is aware, though, our revolution. And there, there's going to continue being work that needs to be done. And, you know, well beyond this, this election cycle. But the media, the mainstream media, and just even the way they tell stories or they, they, they don't even, it's like, it's like they don't even fact check. You know, some of the most notable voices that I know I used to respect they don't fact check. They're horribly misleading with what information they give out. And to hear that they're also horrible people in person to some extent is not really surprising because they have their own bottom line. They have their own, you know, spin and they don't seem to be very concerned about the people involved at all. Well, thank God for the young Turks and thank God for the real news and mm -hmm. like you and Ben Dixon and Annabelle Park. We're, we're, we are the media. And we have to be. Yeah, and Cabin Talk with Claudia, who she's the woman who videoed me. Yes, yes. I just started following her now after I saw your video. I was like, oh, that's Portia. <laughs> I've been following her for quite some time, and to be able to meet her in that type of situation, if I could back up for a second, the way that all came about is that I was just walking out and brokenhearted and angry mm -hmm. and hearing. it was just so emotional and when bernie would say trump's dangerous then this huge roar would say she is too and then he'd say something else we want you it was all and there was no i did not hear any booing but the word too and you clearly mm -hmm. boo but right we, we were like no bernie no 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 and in a respectful way of course but so as i'm walking out just full of pain and upset there claudia was and we just grabbed a hold of each other and and we held each other and we cried in each other's arms and then i'm moving to get out of there and then a reporter from somewhere in boston i believe came up and started interviewing me and then Claudia picked up the end of that when I said Ah, okay. 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 So I'm full of 
just absolute emotion at that point. And you know, I really don't care about Donald Trump. I don't care about any of these candidates. I care about the issues. I right. Candidates because they care about my issues. And I can see that the light is just really getting bad in my room. Does that help, Anna? Does that help? It does help a little bit. It does help a little bit, yeah. Because I can see I just went dark. Yeah, it's very sad. It's like, it's like you're going out. <laughs> that is, if you can move it just a little bit, like in front of, like in front of your your computer or your your laptop. Alrighty, that would be better. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, this is the conversation. Just so that's a little better. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we got you back. <laughs> But yeah, it was an emotional time, and I don't want people to think I just go around cussing all the time. There's so much more to this. You know, yeah, I cuss. Jesus, God, what's wrong with it, okay? But at the same time, I, I, if I'm in front of a group and I'm giving a speech or whatever, I'm, I'm a professional person. And so I think um, just for a second, I'd like to address the fact that a lot of people just got off on the fact that grandma cusses and I hope, <laughs> hope very much that they will will look up the words that I said because I did speak truth and this mm -hmm. is a serious situation. Our democracy has been stolen and when I heard everybody celebrating, I, I, again, I don't have Hillary Clinton. I don't want Donald Trump to be our next president, but I cannot get past the fact that our democracy was stolen and people were celebrating. They just like shut their eyes. How many votes were flipped? How right. Many wiped off the rolls. We looked at Arizona. We looked at California. We looked at New York. I'll never forget the pain I felt when I saw the elderly people in Puerto Rico absolutely collapsing from exhaustion. Right. lines. So, okay, go ahead and celebrate your candidate, but please pay attention to what happened in America in the last several months, because the next time around, it could be your candidate that got the, the election stolen. We don't right. know up in these machines, but there's a serious lawsuit going on. You remember watching uh, Carl Rove in 2012 on election night? Yes. And he could not give it up that President Obama took Ohio. I've read mm -hmm. some now that have said that the reason he couldn't give it up is because he knew the votes were going to get flipped. And at the last moment, whoever was supposed to flip them chickened out. Interesting. So we do have a serious problem in our country. When you've got the UN and Amnesty International watching your country, we can't just gloss over this. I hope that Hillary Clinton comes out and speaks to it. I hope that President Obama comes out and speaks to it. That Tim Kaine speaks to it. That our wonderful senator from Ohio, Sherrod Brown, you know, Ted Strickland, our former governor, is running against Rob Portman. He's a good I saw that. Against NAFTA under the Clinton administration, people get behind Ted Strickland, but we right. also hear them speak to the most important problem we've got, which is a rigged election. 
We can't rig it for anybody. We got to let the best person win because they fought the hardest and they had the best platform. If we do that, we got a good thing going on. I I think that's I, I think that's perfect. Um, like always, I definitely want to continue having conversations with you as we move forward because again, beyond this election cycle, and as we're talking about local races and what's going on, um, you know, as we build out more in terms of community engagement and activism, I mean, definitely want 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 to have more of your input and stuff. And I appreciate you so much for coming and spending almost an hour with me. Here's <laughs> long. Thank you. Almost an hour with me. I appreciate you so much, Portia. Thank you. Call me anytime, sister. I will definitely. Um, I'm I'm just excited. And I look forward to talking more with you and Annabelle. Um, just 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 real quickly, shout out. You and Annabelle have a project that you've been working on. Some other people have a project you've been working on too, right? Um, yeah. Save Main Street. Yeah, save Main Street. We want we want to the DNC to clean house, and we want to save our party. There is. Mm -hmm. a in the future that we could build a coalition government in this country but right mm -hmm. now we're focusing on that and the new new deal the first new deal that fdr brought out was wonderful it did a lot for our country but it missed something real important and that was the people of color so we need right. a new new deal that really brings people of color in we have just got to address the white privilege the white oppression of our people. Black people are important and we've got to bring, look at you. I mean, look at this woman, Anoa Changa and all of her amazing skills and talent and education. Thank you. <laughs> people to the table of leadership. So I'm talking way too long and thank you, sister. Thank you. You call me. Thank anytime. you so much. I'll definitely will. I'm definitely going to follow up with you because we, I mean, there are many conversations and other stuff to continue having as we move forward. So I appreciate you, Portia. Thank you so much for, for, for com coming in. Tell Jim and the family I said hi. <laughs> and thank you for sharing. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, next, I have, I appreciate the few, I know it's only a few of you, but thank you so much for joining us this evening. Again, this is a special Sunday edition of The Way. I just finished talking with Portia Bolger, um, you know, who gave just some of her insight into just kind of the DNC, the, the, the convention and, you know, going forward. Portia, like she said, she is a proud Democrat. She's going to stay Democrat, but she wants to reform and change the party. And that's absolutely fine. I think that what we need to understand is that we all have different ideas and ways forward, and we need to be able to um, look at where there's an opportunity for partnerships, coalitions, and building. Just because I may choose to stay outside of the party, you know, doesn't mean that I can't see value in working with people within. Same for those who decide to go green. If you're going green, you know, um, there's a lot of things that may need to move forward that as we're building up that stronger green coalition, for example, right, you may need to work with other people who are elected officials across other party lines. So, I mean, we need to, we need to have these conversations. We need to continue to understand maybe some of the experiences that people went through who were actually there at the DNC. So I think um, Jamie Miller is going to come on for a few minutes and just tell us a little bit. Um, Jamie is with Progressive Army. She's an ex editor extraordinaire. Um, sometimes writer as well. Very awesome woman. She did some um, volunteer work at the convention this week. Also did some on the ground um, coverage for um, our collaborative effort, uh, DNC Live. Um, so if 
you know, I think Jamie's going to come on for a few minutes and just talk for a little bit. But otherwise, I really just want to take the time to get a chance to talk to Portia this evening. Um, I think the internet connection was a little choppy, but hopefully you all got the the, 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 the essence of what Portia said. Yay, here's Jamie. Hi. Hi, Janoa. are you? I'm good. I'm so great to see you. Thank you so much for coming on. I know it's a little late, but I appreciate you very much. Oh, not a problem. Um, so tell me, yeah. how was it? I know you were kind of excited when you got a chance to actually go and, and volunteer and you were going to be on the inside because originally you were going to do outside coverage, but you got to actually go inside and stuff. So, so just give me kind of just the rundown. How, how was it? How did it feel? Well, it was kind of strange because, I mean, it was pretty much very, very last minute. And I know the okay. people setting it up were really trying so hard to get us credentials. And apparently, we only got credentials for the first night of the DNC. The volunteers for the Bernie delegates, like okay. Portia. Yes, she just had on. Right. I love her, by the way. <laughs> she has a great story. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, this is the badge we got. I'll show you right here. And, okay. um, as I said, we got the um, the first night we got credentials, mm -hmm. and basically we didn't find out we were getting those until like three thirty that day. Okay, and we get them until six thirty. We wasn't able to go in, you okay. know, the actual DNC part of it. But I I did show up before when the delegates were going into the uh, first speech. And I okay. was the volunteer to help them get there, basically. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, nobody could tell us what to do, you know. And there was big, long lines at the, um, up to the ballroom. So, and I'm like, well, what's going on? You know, and I'm showing people, you know, the security this badge. And it's like, I'd like to know, you know, what to tell my, let's tell the delegates and I volunteer I'm gonna volunteer right right exactly um they're like well it's uh, media only delegates only no surrogates and of course no volunteers I'm like fine <laughs> I was a little hurt because we were kind of told earlier that we were going to be able to go in to see it mm -hmm. that first obligation was to the to the delegates Oh, wait, Jamie, I think I lost. So I went up and down both lines. Basically. Oh, there you go. Okay. I went up and down both lines yelling, you know, media only, delegates right. only. No, and I have a bullhorn voice when I want to. So I hope, you know, the, all the delegates got the message that, you know, those were the official rules to going in and everything. So. And that's what they were telling us to get in. You had to be a delegate. Okay. And you couldn't be a, you know, you couldn't be a volunteer or anything like that. And they, you know, you couldn't bring a guest. So, you know, that's basically what I, and I just, as I said, I was just trying to help them. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I can't even go into the um, thing because I sprained my feet. <laughs> I, I was I was walking around so much that day. I don't know if it was the heat in Philly or what, but they swelled up Ooh. like a wood. It was wild. And they were like oh, twice no. the size they were. So yeah, 
I, I, I actually missed Bernie speak for the second time <laughs> in my life, and I was kind of disappointed. But again, my first obligation I felt was to the delegates because I was a volunteer for them. But I didn't even, and none of us ended up getting to volunteer for them after that day because um, they basically didn't give us credentials again. Oh, so you only got credentials for the first day and they weren't. So, I, okay. So I did actually hear that. I heard that from someone else I know who was supposed to be volunteering and yeah. she didn't get credentials until like Wednesday and Thursday. Did not get, maybe the, you know, the, the kind that were, I don't know. There were different kinds. I know the floor volunteers for the delegates did not get credentials. And mm -hmm. it was help the delegates. Right. Right, right. I mean, these are super volunteer badges. <laughs> we spent a lot of time and or money on this campaign. We did. Well, and then to get to and then to get to Philly to volunteer, you spent a lot of time and money too. To yeah, not get I, credentials I, is is crazy. I'm from Indiana. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Indiana to Philadelphia. Yeah, so that's that's a that was a little bit of a haul for you to get there, you know. And a, and a lot of people I know, a lot of people, you know, delegates and volunteers a lot. A lot of people, you know, are fixed income or they're working people, and it, it was a lot. It was a big sacrifice to be able to go do that, and so to be shut out in any way, it's it's disrespectful <laughs> um, to some extent, I guess. And it, it sounds like it was it was it was a logistical. I won't say nightmare, but. Sounds like it was a little rough logistically. I mean, as I said, the people that were on our team, everybody that was trying to coordinate this was really trying, you know, or not the delegates, but the volunteers mm -hmm. and to help the delegates and to, you know, but we weren't allowed in. And yeah. it's like, we could have helped, you know, we could have helped our delegates, you know, know where to go and, or whatever. And it was just like, I don't know why we were shut out. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, I don't know. And I don't know if we'll actually get an answer to that from anything, but it just sounds like we need to continue. I mean, it just seems like this, this process has been so riddled with issues um, from our state delegate, you know, conventions and stuff. Well, going back to actually trying to vote, right? We've seen so many issues across the board. So it's, I mean, I'm glad you got a chance to go, but I'm sorry it wasn't like smoother sailing yeah and you know what? I, know what? I don't regret one minute mm -hmm. i really don't i mean i i had a great time in philadelphia meeting the other volunteers i you know with another volunteer who um he wasn't volunteering at the dnc okay. but he had been a volunteer before and he was offering his house right, up right. And, oh that's so, great that's great um and made a wife there and I don't regret the experience I don't regret the um, I don't regret being able to help the delegates on that first day that was right. a good day that's great and I think it was helpful especially that first day having our people there to help I mean that made I, I, I think that was very valuable too so I'm glad you feel the same way so I have to <laughs> Mommy duty's calling. <laughs> we 
we have school starting this week, but I appreciate you so much for coming on and just chit-chatting. And I know we still have to like schedule time to talk because I know you because well, Jamie, if you guys don't know, go check out progressivearmy.com. Like I said, Jamie's Jamie's our super editor, but she's also one of our writers at Progressive Army. Um, this editing and research behind the scenes, very valuable member of the team. Definitely someone to follow and watch for because she has a brilliant perspective that definitely is something that needs to be shared and heard. So I appreciate you so much, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you, Anala. All right. Well, I'm out. This is I just hopped in real quickly tonight on Sunday to just kind of bring you this this little bit of perspective from the DNC, you know, wrap up, round up from people who were actually there on the ground. Um, I talked with Portia Bolger and now I talk with Jamie Miller and that's the way for this Sunday edition. Catch me Tuesday. I'll be talking with David Cobb of Move to Amend and taking your phone calls, hopefully. Um, thank you so much, Jamie. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you guys later. Good night.